Welcome to Stone United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Kendra Ballier. And on Happy New Year, by the way. This is the first time we've met since the beginning of the new year. So I'm glad to see you here. Today is Baptism of the Lord Sunday. And so we will be remembering our Lord's baptism. And we will be remembering our own baptisms today as well. So it's a good day. Now. I am not a very good secretary. For years and years, as I've had to do secretarial duties, I have asked for people to fire me. Nobody ever does, but I bet you will. So if you look at the one insert that's in your bulletin, it's white. It says, worship planning meeting has been moved to Tuesday, January 3rd. And then it has a picture of January 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's January 9th, folks, not January 3rd. It's, it's already, the 3rd's gone, and the 9th is still coming. It's at 5.30. It'll be in Miller Parlor. I do realize that there is a snowstorm coming as well. So if we have to, we'll, we'll figure out something else to make sure everybody can meet. But it's at 5.30 in Miller Parlor. Uh, I won't keep you long, but I do want to go over Lent just in case there's some things that you would like to uh, be able to participate in, some of the things that we've had some ideas for, and be able to share all of those ideas. Uh, there are uh, some sign-ups over here, too. The one sign-up, it's been there for a while, but we're going to be starting a prayer ministry here at the church. So if you are a prayer warrior and you want to sign up for that, there's one here. I think there's one in the back. There's one out in in uh, Thoborn if you wanted to sign up there. Um, just sign up and we'll go from there. I'll be letting everybody know how that's going to work. It's not going to be a prayer chain, though. Um, so if if you thought that that was the, we're, we're, we're entering the 21st century where we can make one phone call and it'll go out to everybody or a text message and it'll go out to everybody. So there are some, and you, so you don't have to have a cell phone necessarily to participate. You can, you can have a, a landline as well. Another sign-up sheet that's over there. Now, if you're an ardent football play, football watcher like I am, you realize that the Super Bowl is coming. Well, the Super Bowl is still coming, whether it's the Steelers. I know some of you aren't Steelers fans. Whether it's the Steelers or in the Super Bowl or not, and we're going to be having a Super Bowl um, selling of soups on the on February the. 11th, yes, we're going to sell the soups. However, we need the soups to arrive on the 10th so that they can be um, uh, put in different cartons and so forth and taken home. But we need soup makers. So if you would like to make soup, there are sign-up sheets here and here, and there's one out in the office as well. Uh, so we need some soup people to make crock pots of soup and bring them in. That way we can... We can uh, hand those out and sell those. The proceeds will go to be split between the WIND program for the schools and uh, the, the soup kitchen downstairs. So um, that's, that's that, right? Okay. Um, the rest of the announcements were on 
on the screens that you can watch or on in your newsletters. Um, your Wednesday word is what you need to be following for that. And with that, would you please rise if you're able and join me for the call to worship. In the beginning, God... As the days and the nights of creation filled with life, God As we lost our way, God On the day Jesus came into the banks of the Jordan River to be baptized, God Let us then follow Jesus into the waters, remembering our baptism, in which God Our opening hymn this morning is All Things Bright and Beautiful, number 147.
if you would join me then for the unison prayer found either on the screen here or on a bulletin. God of redemption and new life, we focus once more this day on the greatest gift ever given, Jesus our Savior. As he was baptized by John in the Jordan, we were able to share in his baptism and receive the promise of sharing in Jesus' resurrection. As we leave one year behind and look with hope to the new year ahead, help us to live and give of ourselves as those who know every day what a great gift we have been given. May it move us to give our whole selves more freely. In the name of Christ, our Savior and Redeemer, we pray. Amen. And for our profession of faith today, the Apostles' Creed. Join with me in this ancient affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge in the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. forward. Come on up. Today is a special day. Do you know why it's a special day? Now, it's, if it's not Christmas, it's not the day the Magi came. It's not Easter. Hmm. So this is a day we remember that Jesus was baptized. Now, can you imagine being baptized in a river? Well, let me tell you about the Jordan River. It's not that big. And most of the year, there's not a whole lot of water going through it. It's more like a creek than it is a river. And the part of the river that I went to when I went to the Jordan River, it's really muddy too. Could you imagine getting into a muddy river? 
Now, I think I remember you getting into a creek and, and playing and swimming. Do I remember that right at the picnic? Yeah. So could you imagine a whole bunch of people coming to the creek and, and getting baptisms done? How do we do baptisms here? Do you know? Well, I'll tell you. Over there on this other side of the, of the pulpit, there's this great big white thing. And that's called a baptismal font. But we can use other things too. We can use a bowl like I have up here. Or, and then you don't have to be dunked inside. It's not like you have to crawl into a river. Sometimes people sprinkle themselves. Sometimes uh, the pastor will pour water over the person's head. Just a little bit of water. Because if it were just a little teeny weeny baby, would we want to put a whole lot of water on the baby's head? No. And we don't want to scare them either, right? Yeah. So we would just use a little bit of water to touch their heads. Now today, we're going to get to touch our heads and remember our baptisms. Do you know if you were baptized? Mm, mom's shaking her head, yes. I bet you don't remember your baptism, do you? No. Were you a baby when it happened? Probably. You know, a lot of people were baptized when they were babies. And we're going to remember our baptisms. Are you going to be able to remember your baptism? No. But if I say, go ahead and remember your baptism, what does baptism mean? Do you know? It means that you believe in Jesus Christ, and you want to wash away your sins. Now, in the United Methodist Church, we baptize babies, and we baptize uh, teenagers, and we baptize grown-ups, but we only do it one time. Did you know that? Yep. Once is good enough. You're clean from there on. But since you don't remember your baptism... Did you know that later on we can do something called confirmation? Yeah, that's a big word, isn't it? That's a really big word. And it means that you confirm, that you say, yes, I agree with what my parents did by baptizing me, and, and I'm confirming my baptism, and I want all my sins to go away, and I want to be part of the family of God. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. So today we're going to remember our baptism. Now, here's another big word. You ready? Sacrament. Do you know what a sacrament is? Well, in the United Methodist Church, we have two sacraments, and they're both sitting here. One's baptism, and the other one is, what's under here? Do you remember what's under here? Bread and what's in here? What's in there? What's in there? The juice, right? Yeah. This is for communion, right? Yeah, that's our two sacraments. And those are what we remember, things that Jesus did for us. So, do you think we should pray? Yeah? Okay. Let's pray. Hands together, say, Dear God, thank you for our two sacraments. Help me live into my baptism. 
and remember that you died and rose from the dead for all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, here we go. Well, since this is Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and you're a ripe old lady now, right? Yeah. Here is one for you. Here you go. It's time now for our tithes and our offering. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for all of the blessings that you've given us. And this opportunity of a new year gives us an opportunity of new beginnings and hope. But our hope doesn't lie in ourselves, Lord. It relies on you. For you are the one who walks with us in the best of times and the worst of times and everything in between. Lord, we give you thanks by bringing you tithes and offerings today telling you that you mean the world to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated.
if you are following along in the lectionary year, this is the year that we're going to be starting to talk about Mark. So we're going to start right in the beginning, Mark 1. And Mark 1 starts with Jesus' baptism. He doesn't start with the birth story or anything like that, like, like Luke or, or Matthew does. Mark starts right with the baptism. It's the smallest of the Gospels. It's the one of the most succinct of the Gospels as well. So Mark 1, 4 through 11, and it is like this. John, the baptizer, appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I invite you to pray with me. Lord, today as we remember your baptism, we also are called to remember our own and the covenant we've made with you. I pray, Lord God, that you speak through me and in spite of me today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is one of my favorite Sundays. And I say that by, for so many of them. But this one's a favorite because of remembering our covenant. Now, covenants are something that are special. It's a promise, but a covenant is something in the church that goes beyond just something that you and I promise each other. It's something that we promise with God. And just like in a marriage where we have three people, if you're married in the church, it's not just the, the spouses that are married to each other, but we've also made a covenant with God. Now, stop and think about that. You know, sometimes maybe uh, things happen in life. I'm one of those people that can honestly say that my covenant has been broken th that I had made before from a marriage vow. And it tore me apart. It tore me apart. Not just because of the husband leaving, but because I was breaking a word that I had with God. Now, in the old days, you know, when you can watch an old western still where they 
spit on their hand and shake the shake hands, right? And we, we've all seen that done or, you know, all these special little things. Covenant is a big deal. And in the old days, another way that they made covenants with each other is the, um, to, the two people would bring a bag of salt. And then they would pour their bags of salt together. And because the salt can't be taken apart, because you can't tell whose grain of salt is whose, that sealed the deal. Therefore, the, the, that you can't take your salt grains back, that would make the deal permanent. And that's why in the United Methodist Church, when a child is baptized and a, and a parent makes those promises for that child, that deal is sealed because you've made it with God, that you promised on behalf of, the, of your child that you would not only raise that child to be a Christian, but you would give that child all the tools that they needed to be able to become a Christian. Now, when we have a baptism, and I, that was just a perfect timing, right? I love the little sounds. So when we have a baptism... We don't make that just with God. And in, when you have a baptism, you're supposed to make that in front of the congregation and with the congregation. Did you know that? The reason that we do that is because all of you are promising also to help support either that child or that young adult in the faith. Essentially, when we become a member of the church, you become a member of the body of Christ. You become a member of the family of God. It's not a social club. It's a family. And when we join together in that way, isn't that so special? Well, let me tell you about Jesus' baptism. Now, the, the Sea of Galilee is in the north of Israel. And remember, Israel is about the size of New Jersey. It's kind of about the si same shape as New Jersey, too. And so you have the Sea of Galilee up here, and you have the Dead Sea down here. Now, we know that there's tons of life in the Sea of Galilee. It, there's fish, and, and when you walk alongside the Sea of Galilee, it's not sand. It's tiny seashells all along the entire coast of the Sea of Galilee. It's full of life. So that's why the fishermen would go fishing there all the time, because it's full of life. Well, remember I said that the Sea of Galilee is at the top and the Dead Sea is down at the bottom. Well, what connects the two is the Jordan River. The funny thing is about the Sea of Galilee is it's below sea level and it doesn't have anything for the water to go out into. And so as the, it's in the middle of the, of the desert and so if the water makes it down there, all it has to do is evaporate. So if you go into the Sea of Galilee, or not the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, what it feels like um, well, everybody's used uh, hand sanitizer before. You know how it's kind of jelly-y-like and so forth? 
That's kind of what it feels like when you get into the Dead Sea. And it's got an incredible amount of salt. In fact, there's salt crystals all along. Sometime if you come into my office, I'll show you the salt crystals. I have them in a bag. I kind of bagged them up and brought them back with me. They're really, really neat. But the water just evaporates. And because of that, that's all that that's why it's so so salty. Now in between the two is the Jordan River. Now on average in Israel, it only rains 13 days a year. 13 days. Now we're so used to precipitation here that we're kind of like, meh, okay. It's snow, it's rain, whatever, you know, no big deal. When I happened to be there seven years ago, and in fact, I was there seven years ago right now, and we were actually um, seeing these parts about right now, and it rained, and they were rejoicing because of the rain. The people were rejoicing because of, it was pouring, and we were all like, meh, it's raining, you know, we put our hoods up and whatever. No, they were so happy because they were getting rain. That's a difference in values, you know? A difference in, in, in culture, a difference in maybe we take things for granted. Hmm. Well, this man who was literally born to prepare the way of Jesus Christ, John John the Baptist, we just got done talking about his mother and his father, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They knew from the beginning that they ha were having a son named John that would prepare the way for others. Now, interestingly, John was doing just that by baptizing people. And when he had the opportunity to baptize Jesus, he knew that he, he was unworthy to untie the thongs of Jesus' sandals, Right? Do you ever think about that, the close proximity that we are in to people when we baptize? And what an intimate experience that is. Have you ever thought of that? Hmm. Okay. I mean, close enough that you can feel the person's breath. Now, when we feel the breath of God... And you can hear the breath of God. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Ooh. All right. Now think about that. That is close. It's a loving close. It's almost like in proximity to give a hug or to wrap your arm around somebody or to hold their hand. And we touch with baptism. The water touches you. The hand of the pastor touches you. If it's a baby, we pass them back and forth. We pray over these folks. How intimate and close is that? A few years ago, my, I, I, I come from a very large family. My grandfather was one of 15. And as they have had kids and kids and kids and kids, there's lots of family. Well, in my one church, my aunt was one of the people that I was able to help her remember her baptism. And all I could think of was this cousin of Jesus who was able to baptize him, John the Baptist. 
how close that was. And then I was able to help my aunt remember her baptism. Now imagine that. And imagine the new parents that bring their children forward or as children come for confirmation or as people come to profess their faith, the close proximity they have to Jesus at that very moment and the Holy Spirit that breathes into them and the voice of God saying with whom you're, he's well pleased and bringing you into the family as well. And that covenant that goes forward that we remember that we have with each other as a body in Christ. So it's a privilege today to be able to remember our baptism and to live into our other sacrament that Jesus has given us grace through his death, being the perfect sacrifice, and through his resurrection, telling us that we have the hope of new life, but it doesn't start at our death. It starts at the moment we believe that we live into eternal life. Are you living into that today? Can you feel the breath of God? Can you feel it filling your hearts? And if not, I pray by the time that you make it to the front of the church this morning, that you remember those things because you're going to have an opportunity to remember your baptism and to live into the sacraments. You see, we live, this is an open church where it has an open table, which means anybody is welcome to come and partake in the sacraments. And I invite you to do that. Now, some of you have told me that you would like to become members of the body here at Stone. And so during Lent, in the afternoons, I will be doing membership classes for those of you who would like to become a member of this body, a member of this church, professing your faith. And in another week or two, we'll have sign-up sheets for that as well. Or if you would like to just get a little bit closer and in touch with what it means that you promised maybe, oh, in seventh or eighth grade so many years ago, 40-some in my case, then we have that too, that you can participate in that, okay? So those are great things. I invite you now to pray with me, and then we will go ahead and do our joys and concerns and then receive our sacraments. Let us pray. Lord God, it's a good day. It's a good day to remember all the things that Jesus done and how he started his ministry with a profession, a profession that, and an announcement that he was here, giving us an example of who he is and what we are to live into. Lord, open our hearts and minds so that not only we remember, but we live into that has a heart that yearns for your heart and is open to your heart's beating. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. For our joys and concerns, we do have...
many people who are going through uh, different ailments right now. Um, there's the COVID and RSV and flu is just running around incredibly around here. So um, take that into heart. That's why we haven't had had Jen here for the past couple weeks because, well, first it started out with Christmas, but she caught, poor thing, caught COVID over Christmas. So we know that. And um, the office should be open again this week. Woohoo! So that's a good thing. Um, we also know that uh, we're still praying for a family reunited. And we're also praying for Jason, who's going to be having surgery on Thursday. Are there any, uh, and there are also people who have fallen this, this past week um, because of the ice and the snow. So we pray for them and, and for their healing as well. Are there any others? Yes, ma'am. The Dragosabic family, okay. Yes, ma'am. Sure can. We will bring communion out to you. Yes. Yep. Any others? Yes, sir. For Jim, who's recovering from open heart surgery. Any others? Okay. Our prayer hymn today is Spirit of the Living God, number 393, or it'll be up on your screens. I invite you to pray with me. Lord God, I just thank you today that we do have the opportunity to be here and to start this new year fresh with you. And not only do we live into covenants that we have made with you today, but we live into covenants that provide for us as well. Lord, we do pray for a fresh falling of your spirit on us today, just like the fresh falling of the snow outside. It's pure and holy. And I think of that white snow, Lord, I, I think of how pure and holy you are. Today, Lord, we do have things that 
we do find joy in, like a new year brings new hope. And we have the opportunity, Lord, to, to welcome new family members that have desired to be part of the new family of God. And yet, an old family that exists from the beginning of time. How wonderful is that, to be part of that heritage, to be part of that love. Lord, we just pray, though, we pray for families that are dealing with heartache. We pray for families to be reunited, not just in dark times, but in times of light as well. We pray, Lord God, today for families who are going through struggles, whether it be marital struggles or struggles of, of being able to care for a loved one or struggles of losing a loved one today. And I know within this congregation that there have been several who have lost loved ones over the past week. Lord, give them comfort in your love today. Give them peace. We also pray today, Lord God, for those who are needing of healing, whether it be from surgeries or falling, or we look to the surgeries that will be coming this week. We look to those who are having problems breathing and some who have appointments with, with lung doctors this week as well. Lord, fill these doctors with your Holy Spirit and give them your wisdom and your knowledge. But Lord, we also know that the reason that we have these sacraments is because we are sinners. But you loved us enough to be able to welcome us into your family anyway. For those of us who need to remember that you are Jesus, which, well, that would be all of us. Lord, open our hearts and our minds to your breath today. As we silently confess our sins to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And we remember that we live in the kingdom of Jesus Christ who taught us to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. In your bulletin, there is a blue insert. If you would get that out, that way we can all participate together. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. In the beginning, darkness covered the face of the, of the deep, but you swept over the face of the waters and brought forth abundant swarms of life, and you blessed them, seeing that it was good. You, you watered the face of the ground and formed a human creature from the dust and mud, breathing into life, life into it, and leading it to the life in a garden you created a second earth creature so it would not be alone and man and woman were created but these earth creatures these humans turned in turned their backs on you and were expelled from the lush garden yet you did not abandon them you did not abandon us now Throughout our history, you have come through the sustenance of water and bread to call us back to paradise. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. And after the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. And when you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. And then sustained them with manna, bread, that covered the desert like dew. Their children you brought through the Jordan to a land flowing with milk and honey. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You told us when we pass through the waters, you will be with us. You told us that you love us so much because we are precious in your sight. You will redeem us. You saved our biblical ancestors and through water and us through water. But the story never ends there. You continue to nourish us through the fullness of time, sending Jesus, nurtured by the water of a womb. When he grew up, your spirit descended on him like a dove, proclaiming his belovedness as, an, as he emerged from the water. He began his ministry preaching new life because the time of redemption had come. He healed the sick. Fed the, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. Yet so many feared, and still now fear, the new birth he offers all of us. We reject the, fi- the, full- we reject the fullness of the feast he gave to us. And so we turned our backs on Jesus, on the nourishment he offered, and on him, and him up to- gave him up to die even after sitting at the table with him. And on the last night with us, Jesus sat at a table, fed the the disciples as he feeds us now. He took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and shared it with us, saying, this is my body, which is given for you. And when supper was over, he took the cup, blessed it, and shared it with us, saying, take and drink as often as you do this, 
remember me. The cup reminds us of the new covenant, a covenant by water and the spirit in which God reminds us again of our belovedness and calls us to new life. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and, the, and those who receive it. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us that are gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. May these two gifts, the water and the meal, redeem us again by washing away our sin and filling us with good things. By your Spirit, incorporate us into God's new creation, making us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until we all come to the table, cleansed of all hatred and sin, to welcome all people in joy and thanksgiving as members of the family of Christ. May your spirit work with us, that being born through water and the spirit, and fed through Christ's body, we may be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. Big sleeves. <laughs> I invite those who will be sharing the cup this morning to come forward. And as you make your way forward this morning, you are welcome to come and touch the water and remember the water that was from your baptism. And remember your baptism. And I will be providing bread. And there is gluten-free up here. And when we're done serving the line, then we will offer to those who are still in their seats that were unable to come forward. Ushers, if you would start.
on the back of your bulletin as a covenant prayer that John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, uses, used to remember the covenant that not only he made with God, but he made with humans. I invite you to remember that same covenant, which is very like our baptismal vows that we are to live into. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt, rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee exalted for thee, or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine, and I am thine, so be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Our closing hymn today is sent forth by God's blessing, number 664. 664.
action steps. Well, this week is our turn on Tuesday to go to the soup kitchen and serve those who are needing a good hearty meal, right? And there are so many other things that we can do too. Things that we can love with each other, like open a door, something simple, or, or give a smile, or, or shovel somebody's sidewalk. Since, yes, I can see now we're going to be living into January in snow. So much for the white Christmas, we got white January, right? <laughs> so there's so many things. But above all else, just be kind, be loving, just as God has been to each and every one of us. Offer grace because we were given grace first through our Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. <laughs> 